Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Bitter Jurors podcast. We are a queer survivor superfan podcast, and we are recording on Mother's Day to talk about a very motherly episode. We're talking about episode 11 of season 44. I'm not worthy. It would have been really fitting Fangia worthy on this episode, um, but we didn't know the, the titles in advance enough to plan our appearances. Um, but I'm, of course, this is Christine Palin. I did introduce myself to uh, Zelda brain. My brain is not working properly, too busy torturing Koroks. Um, but we've taken a break from our Korok experimentation, and I'm joined by my hosts, Derek Reining and Sam Stanish. Hello, we are here. I would say it's really appropriate that Gia is not here since we're not worthy. This is true. This is true. We are not worthy. <laughs> this is the only episode she is not allowed to appear. <laughs> yeah, we actually banned her from appearing on this episode. Um, but we do have an incredible guest. So this has been a little while in the making, um, and we are so happy to have them here. So uh, you may know him. He's a rapper. He's a podcaster on many podcasts. But you might also know him as the creator of the Silent Podcast Network. And if you watch Survivor Philly, you might have seen him on season two of Survivor Philly. Please welcome Isaiah Goins. Oh, man. Thank you so much for letting me on here. Um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm not Gia worthy. You know, she's like the proclaimed Survivor super fan, you know, but uh, I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to keep up with her legacy, but thank you so much for bringing me on here. And I'm very excited to talk some Survivor. Yeah. Yes. So um, what are your, how are you feeling about where we're at in this season? You know, we're getting to the end game um, and how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, like, all right, I, I don't want to be like that guy. You know, oh, no, we love that guy. <laughs> but um, No, I don't know. I'm like, I'm very like half and half with uh, Survivor 40s, right now. But like, especially this one in the last season they're just kind of like a little stagnant but this isn't like like i'm i'm really low in like last season this season isn't as bad as just that um they they have its main characters and then it has its like background characters like i feel like you can tell who like are the real people in the running and then everyone else is just kind of like there you're just kind of waiting for them to get eliminated you know um i mean now granted we just had gabler last season and he wasn't edited as much as a winner so you know we could be being finessed and you know if that happens whatever but um i don't know i just feel like i'm, I'm like watching like a slow painful death like i'm waiting for for what i know is going to happen you know so uh i don't know i'm 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 50 50 on it yeah i think that's a good point i think even within the show we've like seen uh other players group uh lauren and jamie together is like oh well they're just like not really playing and it's like the show also wants us to believe that i guess um which is sad because that's one not true as we've always said if you're on the island you are playing the game um and second of all like they don't seem to be doing that bad it's just like this like narrative is only showing us the perspective of other people besides them so we truly have no idea what they're doing um which is really upsetting because they're really fun characters I was told that in this episode they had all the power, so I don't know what show you guys are watching, um, <laughs> but they were the main characters to me this week. <laughs> and they should always be the main characters. Yeah, no, like I, I say, I think I'm on the same page. I'm, I'm enjoying this season, obviously, because I do love the main characters we're getting, but it does take away some of that excitement of when certain players are just totally, not completely cast aside, but we've been, it's been very clear, Lauren especially, that they yeah. are not in, they have the editors have no interest in making us invested in her as a potential winner um and it's just when we're there this this few people left it just removes 
like any extra level of excitement and uncertainty we could have. Like it feels like we'll talk about more and you know edgic when we if we when we do edgic later on, but it just feels so obvious that there are like only uh, so many candidates who could win and it just it just takes away any potential excitement. And it sucks for the players too. Like it sucks for Lauren um in particular that she so got so little early on and even now like it's like okay like we can all write her off which again gabler <laughs> who knows but it's um, not the Lord same would be better than yeah. <laughs> like gabler we were writing off because he was getting so much content that we were like this guy is is doing everything wrong with anyone and then it's just you would rather be shown to be an idiot than to be not shown at all i think is the message of the survivor edit talk yeah um and but what was i gonna say i agree like well isaiah you said like you're 50 50 on the new era as a whole and i think that that's probably like a pretty reasonable thing to say like i i mean 42 will it remains to be seen if like that's like something we'll never see again it just feels like <laughs> yeah. that was like one of the like uh, the best season they've done in like a really long time yeah. Yeah, um but like and then the other ones you're sort of like hey there's some good stuff here end of <laughs> sentence <laughs> yeah it's like um it, you know I, I agree with all that and it's i i do think that for example with the whole gabler thing real quick like i was in the 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 very small minority i'm like gabler can probably win this and people are like no you idiot because the edit in the edgic and i'm like all right all right bet and then i was like you fool i told you but it's like um here it's like it, it feels like they're trying to edit uh who they potentially want to see back more than like what's going on in the moment you know and if lauren wins i mean i don't think it's gonna happen if it happens fine but like i i don't feel like that's like someone that they want to see again so like that's why they've been kind of like under editing her if that makes any sense um i feel like they're really trying to prep for like in the future whenever they do another returning season who are these characters so everyone feels like connected with these people and when they go back they can feel connected with these specific people you know and um you know, there's just like if, if you're not really that person, uh, like they're they're not gonna give you too much attention because they're like, I, like why would we put too much focus on you? You're gonna be forgotten after this, you know. So, um, you know, I'm I'm very iffy. 42 definitely it was one of the best in, in a very long time. I do like that season though. I will say that. Uh, but yeah, with this season, I mean, I'm just I gotta wait to see how it ends uh, to really put my full opinion yes. on how I feel about it. I agree. Yeah, I think I, people. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You go. You go. Oh, I was just gonna say. I, uh, speaking of like sort of that mindset, I also I feel like um, the finale is probably the the most like indicative of a season's like value like uh, value yeah. as a whole, in my opinion, as well. Um, and I know some people disagree with that. They're like, well, that's just like you're just mad that this person won, and that just makes the season worse. It's like, well, yeah, kinda, <laughs> like because then that means it's. I mean, the Game of Thrones of it all. Not to invoke that, but it's like people don't talk about. Oh, I love this part of. It. They only talk about like how much the last season of Game of Thrones sucked. Like that's the last impression we have of a season. So I don't think it's unfair to let that color your perspective on the entire thing. People talk about Game of Thrones the way people might talk about Island of the Idols, where they're like, hey, the first, the pre-merge was really fun. It's like, who cares? I don't care that it was yeah. fun. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, I just wanted to say, like, yes, Lauren has been under-edited, and she's not getting a, like, regular storyline, but I do, like, 
I appreciate that we know some things about her, like her, even though they were like kind of forced by like Franny picking her to go on the reward, like her, that moment with her letter from her father is very beautiful. And she's had this feud with Danny that they eventually like got over and started like strategically communicating. So it's not like she's just like completely not there. Um, but yeah, I agree that she's, they're probably not like loving her over there. Especially yeah. since she was shady to them online, which is which made me love her. They didn't, that was the result of their actions, not like <laughs> they didn't know in that the was future. <laughs> shady to her online, and then or shady to them online and on the island. We saw this episode. Telling Jeff, being like Jeff, I am not listening. Um, but it is clear who, who she was like. You got to dig deep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's mocking him, which is so funny. <laughs> More people need to razz Jeff. He deserves it. But yeah, this was essentially like the Carolyn Jam Jam Danny show episode, which it's kind of, this has obviously been happening a lot, uh, but uh, it's very clear who the production is a big fan of. And, the, and this opening was so fun. I, I did really love, um, I love that Carolyn just like lets herself feel these things. And like, it goes so much against uh, what Jeff like, like harps on as being like good survivor playing it's so so it's really funny to see them clearly love her so much while they're also pushing this way of playing that like is the opposite of what carolyn is um and so this opening which is so old school and that just the i was saying like the root of it all the who the hell voted for franny and like <laughs> like the just that conflict it, it goes so against that like gamey gamification of survivor we've been seeing yeah i feel like every episode regularly the first scene is everybody standing in a circle being like haha yeah good game like i love it you guys really got me so it's really refreshing to see her just be like no like i don't want to talk to you right now yeah i agree it's almost like um watching like carson and jam jam try to be like no you're not supposed to feel those things in survivor right like that's what we've been told and carolyn's like no i'm just like a person who's like pissed off at you guys for doing that to me which we love. Yeah, I think Carolyn is such an interesting character because, like, she hands down is like the main character of the season, right? <laughs> and like, she's narrating everything, always giving her opinions. Like, they love Carolyn. I, like, I, I feel like they're going to try to cast more Carolyns in the future. You know, like her and Marianne are completely different, but like these, like, kind of like oddball, like quirky characters are going to try to like bring a lot of these in now, right? And Carolyn, like, even though she is in a great spot. Uh, may I say, I don't even think that she's even necessarily, like, playing the best game this season, like, by any means. I think that, like, you know, the advantages that her having, like, an idol and, like, her being so funny in the DR, like, but she's not really playing that good. Like, she's being left out of votes. Uh, I don't think many people are even thinking of her as a threat, which is kind of interesting, but it's, like, um, obviously she's we I, like it's so obvious to us that she's going to be here for a while um the moment you see her because she's getting so much screen time uh which goes back to the whole edit conversation that that's the whole point that if you eliminate drs do people think carolyn is a threat to win this season i don't necessarily think so but since we have the drs uh i, I do feel like carolyn is at least going to get like top four like i think that she should win I think most people think she should win, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm really curious, and, and you know we'll speak about it later. But I'm, I'm curious to see if 
she's going to be able to garner the certain respect amount of respect that she needs to really close out the end of this game. Um, but I, I really liked it this episode because you know, like, come on now, stop leaving this girl out the votes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has just been the underlying theme of people not understanding her, underestimating her, and that's allowed her to be able to do these things and make have these great reads and people not even expecting her to be able to tell that Danny's doing this or like the fact that like, Carson didn't even like he was shocked she had an idol and he was like one of her closest allies and that's it there's just this narrative of Carolyn being underestimated and being misunderstood as it continues to go on but that doesn't necessarily speak well to her winning chances if the people in the game are still like Carolyn found an idol like like it'll be really curious we're we're getting like a taste in the next time on that maybe that will change a bit but I don't know if that'll change in the sense of like getting her winning equity because it just feels like people don't understand her right yeah, I'm... back and forth like um we got a comment earlier like in the pre-merge I think Josh and Jam Jam were talking and Jam Jam was like yeah she's like seems kooky but she's really thinking like under it all like she's a, a big game player but we get stuff in this episode where they're like Danny talks about like I don't know Jamie said something like she needs like a minute or she I don't know and then Danny said she needs a lot of things I feel like there's a lot of like back and forth about like what people are thinking about Carolyn and then I feel like we get to tribal and everybody's like laughing along with her about the stuff that she's doing like it's unclear I feel like there's I mean it's kind of like Carolyn herself where she's sort of like has this strong emotional reaction in the first place but then like comes back to it and like is playing the game on like a strong strategic level uh and like putting past disappointments or past betrayals aside in order to like progress in the game um and yeah it's hard to like parse out how that will finish right i mean i think honestly if carolyn wants like a stronger argument to win i feel like she does need to really lean into that I idea of like being betrayed by tika and taking out jam jam and carson because i feel like the fact that danny's now on the jury is like very concerning for carolyn um and obviously i don't think danny is has enough like social sway to like turn the jury against her but it's still like not good to have someone like him on there who like you said sam says shit like she needs a lot of things like clearly does not understand or respect Carolyn as a person saying stuff like that. Um, so honestly, I feel like Carolyn needs to go full bore. Like I'm taking out my Tika boys and like going to the end with Lauren and Jamie, I think would be her ideal final three. Um, Cause I think Jam 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 and Carson would like kind of uh, project their games onto hers, um, which would only be good things for her. Well, here's a question. Um, Cause it specifically in the new era where like we have these big group conversation juries like uh usually like there's like this one person that's like the de facto like speaker like in, in winter's out where we saw like rob um in 41 we saw like ricard uh we saw omer like so on and so forth right so it's like who is that de facto like best player that everyone's gonna like hold over everyone else right like it's not going to really, I don't think it's going to be Matt. I don't think it's going to be Brandon. I don't think it's going to be Kane. So it's probably at this moment, like Franny or Danny, probably that's going to be really trying to sway people's minds. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're right because they played a good game. Um, and I, you know, even with the people remaining, unless it's like Jam Jam on the jury, like I can see a lot of these people listening to Danny or Franny. Uh, you know, that's, 
that's kind of uh it's interesting like i don't know who they would be pulling for like if franny is that person then like okay like all right she might win but if it's danny and people actually listen to him uh, i don't know like you might be a little bitter so <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like all of Gabby us are like. Jury's not good for her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, those are the people I was thinking of being the jury four person when you brought the question up. Mm-hmm. I do think that if Jam Jam were to go out, it would be kind of a Jesse thing, where it's like whoever he says should win will win. Um, and yeah, I think that I mean, if if Franny ends up being that person, I do feel like probably the people from other alliances and other tribes probably like franny more than danny and maybe they would listen to her more um especially since she and matt are together and like maybe they like are connecting to different groups uh, on the jury to like discuss who should win um but yeah i don't think that anybody else going out from here on out would become a big like idea guy on the jury other than jam jam what about jamie Carson? Well, she is the most valuable person anybody could ever interact with. Um, (laughs) But I hope that the other people out there see that as well. Um, So we don't think Carson, I I mean, is Carson just too young and timid? Is that why? I I think he's a little too timid. I don't feel like anyone would like listen to him. I know, you know, I mean, even outside that, I don't think like he would really speak up about that as much. I don't like, I feel like he would always vote in his own instant, uh, like, interest but i don't think he would try to like sway like a bunch of people in a certain direction that's fair i i guess i'm getting tricked by his like super fan veneer yeah (laughs) Uh, but i mean in the game i mean he i love that scene moment when carolyn tells him about that idol he's like i'm so proud of you (laughs) like that is really really adorable but also like does not speak to the jury for person uh archetype which i guess is a thing now in this open I think I don't like it. Yeah, I it's think bad. the discussion at Tribal was very telling. Like they were starting to eulogize Carson a bit, and he, like Carson was like, "If I go out, like I'm just proud of myself. I got a lot of confidence." Um, and I, it feels like the older people that he's playing with, which is everybody, are <laughs> like impressed with him, and they like him, and they're happy for him that he's like having this fun, good experience. But it doesn't seem like they are like respecting him on the same level of adulthood. And I feel like it's the thing like you're just like you really have to, if you're going to be super young, you there has there's very specific circumstances that have to happen in order for you to win over a jury of people in their 30s. Right. I mean, that's what I always think about in Winners at War. I um, My thing I kept saying was, like, Michelle needed to really get to the end with, like, Wendell and Adam because then it's, like, she's not the single one on the in the final three. I think, obviously, that's harder now for Carson because everyone is, like you said, um, not only older but also married or have kids or both or, like, it's just, like, a lot like you said, Sam, that he would have to do and maneuver in order to get people to just not compare him to the other two in terms of just story, which I know is something people get pissed about, like, should just be based on the game, but that's that's just not how Survivor has ever worked. I don't know why people think that's a thing. Um, like, Jer- uh, Jeremy, who played an amazing game, I mean, same with Adam, like, they played amazing games, but they also had really good stories. Like, that's just, like, how the game works, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all that's not a knock against their games yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i agree (laughs) um so yeah i feel like we're like really talking about the end game a lot already which is sorry about that (laughs) no no i I, i'm very close mindset too i don't know why even though we have what three four more limbs 
or three three more eliminations three, three. three yeah. more episodes three more people to go out and it's right. probably like 24 hours left in the game yeah that's true at least, like, yeah, at least three. like let's go <laughs> like the rush to the end um and it is interesting that everyone in this episode is like oh the tika are just gonna pick us off and then they willingly like are letting it happen i was like for sure i was expecting the carson idol play to be what like it's the tika majority at the end but it was like oh they just like let it happen okay <laughs> yeah let's talk a little bit about lauren and jamie's decision to go with tika um i mean i think that there are probably logical reasons and i have thought of some of some myself uh to do it and i think it, like it can make sense it just seems like it would be the wrong idea as an external observer yeah. um but like i think that they're probably like yeah we'll get down to five with them and then they'll break up and like want to take each other out or that kind of thing which makes sense to me but it does seem like when lauren and heidi and danny and jamie are all talking and they're like yeah like they're all a big threat like we don't want to go to the end with any of them that kind of thing i think i'm losing internet oh no i, I still hear you just fine oh okay <laughs> sorry oh okay sorry <laughs> no you're fine yeah um i agree i think maybe like the um immediate threat of danny was just scarier to them in the moment which i totally understand if like you're just worried about someone winning their way out to the end like like we said there's only three more eliminations and but that's like only two more challenges basically and then you're at fire making and like there's but just like hmm? they talk about it in this episode though they're like carson is really yes. good at puzzles and he's won immunity and we trust him a lot and he's but he's probably gonna win the game and then the other one is like yeah and danny is bad at puzzles and he's never won immunity but we don't want to work with him and he won't win so let's which go let's go to the end with carson <laughs> um which i guess is a testament to carson's social game is that people just think like i guess they just want to take him along to the end which is like weird that they're like oh he would definitely win but also like they probably in their mind are thinking yeah but he won't win over me um which is fair it's uh kind of like a baby bird kind of analogy where it's like <laughs> all right there's this little kid here uh, i want to just like you know drag him to the end make him feel good you know i don't want to hurt him you know and it's like he's giving off this persona of like uh innocence you know so i think that a lot of people really want to like just you know help him along even though he really knows what he's doing um but you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of interested to see what lauren and heidi are kind of thinking here like i i from an outsider's perspective i'm starting to think that instead of them like thinking about who i should be taking out to, uh, to better my chances of winning it more so feels like they're almost playing under the mindset of i just need to get to the end um it doesn't really matter with who how am i going to survive week by week and i mean I, I guess for the short term that's fine but um nine times out of ten when you get to the end like if you sit next to a really big threat you know it, it might it might not end up good for you you know i mean like they took out franny and franny obviously was a huge threat to win the game but and she, the position she was in the moment she loses an immunity like she's gone you know like it's it's i'm not saying it's impossible for it to lose every challenge but uh you know it's it's definitely going to be a challenge itself for her to win every single immunity down the road so you know maybe keep franny in here let her be the shield you know and like get all these other people now you're, you're kind of putting yourself in a position where you have to put yourself up front and uh 
you know, now everyone's going to be looking at you guys and, you know, just, I don't, I don't think they set themselves up uh, for the end game very well. So, you know, I like Lauren, I like Heidi, but I'm just, uh, I feel like they're making life 10 times harder for themselves right now with the way that they set themselves up. Right. Agreed. I think that's the, the issue they have going forward, but it's, I mean, we talk about the Tika as if they have like a majority, but it's just like, they are half of the tribe now. Um, but it's like versus this like sort of diffuse three that like have mostly been working together, but only seem to be working together because this Tika sort of formation happened and they're kind of acting defensively. Um, so I, I really don't know what Lauren and um, I guess it would be Lauren and Jamie's move would be, which it's is like, it's weird that they're like, no, no, I'm, I, I agree though. Yeah. It's like hard because I, uh, honestly, it is because the editing doesn't really do a good job of like really differentiating Jamie's game from Lauren's game from yeah. Heidi's game. It's much more of like the non Tikas are just doing their silly little thing this week. Um, and th that's on the show. I don't think that's on the players at all. It's an issue because we, I feel like typically we get the explanation for moves at, like in the start of the next episode, um, rather than like having them talk through both options in a real way and mm -hmm. us understand why we they would go with this. Like I guess mm -hmm. they feel like it, like removes some of the suspense in tribal if we have like their ideas beforehand, which like I guess it does in some ways. But I feel like it makes for better storytelling if we understand what they're doing. Um, but yes, I agree. It, it, the issue is just that I don't think that Lauren or Jamie have someone on the jury who is like stumping for them super hard. And like, even if it were to be Brandon or Kane, like being like, no, like Ratu's great. I just don't think that like either of them made it further far enough in the game to have like sway over the jurors. Um, and I feel like whoever would go out from Tika. I, whether it be Jam Jam and Carson or Jam Jam and Carolyn or Carolyn and Carson, like I feel like those people would be able to convince the like really be like, uh, we came in with just the three of us and we made it all the way down to like blah blah blah, like we beat the other alliances, that kind of thing. Um, so I just don't think that it's the move, but I, I'm I'm excited to hear their like exit press and sort of get better understanding of why they did what they did. Mm -hmm. I love them. <laughs> Period. That's all that matters to me. I don't need to know more. I trust them implicitly. Trust they know the what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> I do want to talk a bit about Heidi, how Heidi played in the Heidi and the Danny of it all. This was mm. a funny part of the episode of uh, we had two Rupert-esque moments of Carolyn going off about people voting for Franny. And then like, well, Danny was more like a the Lex of it all of one single vote and trying to track it down. And Heidi so what happened last week was Heidi wanted to get the vote onto Danny and in trying to get the vote onto Danny got the vote onto partially onto herself. So got herself in a really bad position where she was the one person who voted for one of her closest allies. Um, and she lied so poorly here. It was so comically bad. <laughs> but I have to give her credit because Danny still bought it. Like, this was, This was... I think it's more of a knock against Danny's reads than her ability to lie, but I just mm -hmm. I could not believe that worked. I, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the ego of Danny of Danny just can't let him believe that anyone would be able to get one over him, you know. So he's like, uh, like you know, logically it's Heidi, but nah, she would never do that to me. Like, oh my god, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he said something like. Heidi would never do anything illogical. And so like, which I love as like a read on her. It's like, she's 
like a supercomputer playing the game or something. Um, but it's like it's funny that his idea of logic means that they could never betray him. <laughs> right, that's logic. Yeah, I mean, and, and it speaks to this thing, this like issue that I think a lot of commentators have always talked about, which is like you can't go into the game thinking everyone is going to play logically because that's just not how people work and like you can't just assume everyone's always going to make the most efficient correct move for themselves every round like that's just not how people are and so i think danny like fully fell into that pitfall and like you said isaiah has the ego to think that um taking him out is the wrong move always um, which i totally understand i'd probably would have the same mindset too honestly <laughs> I guess my confusion with this is that none of the no one else in the game is like ratting Heidi out. So many people <laughs> knew that they were talking about that she was talking about getting rid of Danny, and no one is like being like, and it, Heidi was the person. Like I feel like she talked to Carolyn about it. Jamie and Lauren knew that there was a plan to get out Danny, and Carson knew. Like and Jam Jam is the only one who's like, dude, it was obviously <laughs> Heidi. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think it's maybe just because people they don't they like Heidi more than they like Danny, maybe or yeah. or maybe they, they want to be able to work with her going forward, and so yeah. betraying her here is like not cool. If you're in a game, you understand that Danny has to go at some point. So I mean, look, if it's not you targeting him and someone else wants to do it for you, like you know, let, let him do it. Like I'm not going to stop you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want him in the end of the game. So if you want to take a shot at him for me, like by all means, like I support you. I'm not going to snitch on you. So you know, <laughs> right. they're all in the same mo. I yeah. wanted a little bit more stuff about like Heidi's feelings that she was left out of the vote like she was completely betrayed by everyone like every single person lied to her about what they were doing it seems um because like she voted for Danny rather than Franny and all the people she agreed to vote out Danny with voted for other people like she was the only one who voted for her closest ally and it's like we got this big blow up scene of Carolyn obviously like that was the big story point because she and Franny were close but it's like What's, what, what's Heidi thinking? Like, she, she probably feels alone, too. Yeah, I know. It's like, why can't we get a little update on that? Um, especially when I feel like every episode we get to hear Jam Jam's thoughts on, like, being voted for. Um, it's just, I don't know. Uh, you can just, like, see sort of, like, the, the framework that the editors are working under, which, like you said, Christine, before, it just makes it the end result uh, less thrilling. I mean, it doesn't make it less satisfying, I guess, because... Like we said, we do love Carolyn Jam Jam. Um, but it is, yeah, there's like no real tension because it's like, hmm, I wonder if our main characters are going to survive versus the two people who literally never get to talk. Like, I, hmm, I'm really curious. Plot armor ass. It literally. <laughs> <is>. Plot armor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think this was still a pretty fun episode. I've been really enjoying this post-merge a lot. Um, and I think that does a lot, have a lot to do with the Tika 3 um, being in this middle position and being able to sort of weave back and forth um, between the two very deftly. They've been doing a good job. I don't think we should ever... Uh, like, none of this is to discount the Tika 3's gameplay because it's, it's amazing and it worked. <laughs> And, and it's crazy because like they were easily in the minority coming into this for a long time and i mean i guess that also kind of go back to the whole danny mentality you know it just it goes back to ego i think a lot of people felt like it should be a smooth sail to the end at that point and I, I really don't think a lot of people are overestimating the power that these three have like at this point it's like why are we letting these three just 
keep skating by. Like, just because we don't think they can really win stuff, we don't think they're really running things. Everyone's aware that Jam Jam's dangerous, Carolyn's not a threat, that Carson, you know, he like this little kid, like, we can worry about them later. When is later? <laughs> you guys are waiting so late to the point that now Jam Jam's winning comps. Uh, Carolyn's pulling out idols. Like you guys are are really dropping the ball here. And I I, I think starting next episode, which is pretty sad because it's the second to last episode, we're gonna see people trying to you know finally take some shots. I just feel like uh, if it, they're one idol find or one cop away from completely letting this whole thing fall apart. Like, I think we're going to lose at least one of them, maybe two of them, but I think at least one of them are going to end up in the end at this point. And it, shoot, if all three of them get there, I won't be shocked because like, their competition, uh, they're, they're not using their this, their mind. They got to use it. Um, so it's very fun to see people underestimate this three. Yeah, I feel like there's like a at the beginning of the merge, there was like a Carolyn effect on the whole tribe. Like all of them have these qualities that make them read as goofy people or whatever, um, and sort of make them ignorable in the face of a larger tri like alliance or a larger tribe coming on. So Ratu and Soko were so focused on each other, um, which I, is like makes sense, I guess. Uh, but it's it's fun for us because we get to see these fun characters thrive. Um, because everybody underestimated them and now they're running things mm -hmm. and for me this was everything that happened with to danny this week just makes me think of how bad of a move it was for him to save for any with the, with his idol only to turn on her two episodes later that to me just i think was i mean obviously he had a bad read on tika like he just it was too little too late for him catching on to tika in this episode but like i just can't stop thinking about like he voted out a major major shield for him in Franny, someone who is willing to work with him and someone who is talking to him already about looking out, looking at Tika. And that should have been a sign to him that this is someone who clearly wants to work with him and look, okay, like once we get past this Ratu Soka thing, like looking to Tika, like it just, again, I get that Franny was a threat, but we talked about this when she got voted out. She wasn't gonna win every comp. And this really just came back to bite Danny in the butt because he came close to winning immunity but didn't even wasn't even the, one of the last two people standing and you know franny had one here he could have had a shot at jam jam and like made tika like in a much more vulnerable position because carolyn would have they didn't know carolyn had an idol but like if if jam jam and carson and carolyn were all vulnerable and you had someone there who was like looking at them it just like again you can't predict the future danny only had so much knowledge and so much read on the game but it just I keep coming back to how, in my opinion, how bad that Franny move was at the time when Tika was all still there. Yeah, it just, yeah. like, he was so threatened by her connection to Tika's alliance and, like, Carolyn. But it's, like, the problem isn't Franny specifically. It's that she's joining this group of, like, three other people. That she already tried to warn you about before you found <laughs> out about it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, these guys have a lot of power, so I'm going to go over to them. And so it's weird yeah. that your reaction is, okay, then you need to go, not them. It's yeah, very... not the people who you're clearly in you like a lot and want to work with. Right. Oh, it's just, yeah, very strange decision. I mean, which I, hooray, I'm so glad. <laughs> like, Danny, uh, it got voted out, and I'm happy. <laughs> This was a very satisfying episode for a lot of reasons, and that was that was one of them. Um, yeah, no more breathing exercises, I guess. 
<laughs> no, we saw in this episode Jamie was the one leading the yeah. breathing. So they don't even need yeah, him. Over. At that moment, I knew it was t Danny's time to go. If we were like, we, he's being replaced. Jamie is leading the breathing. That scene was good. Jamie was like, it's Jamie had a confession where she was like, it's so great that like we're able to connect with each other and we like are respecting each other and we love each other and we're giving each other permission to be cutthroat in this game. And I feel like that is a good way to. Like that is the ethos of what Survivor is going for in the modern era, but it's nice to get that like right after, like we're still getting the emotional outbursts of the betrayal, but we're also forgiving each other or like allowing each other the space to play the game in the way that production wants us to play. Um, I feel like Jamie and Carolyn together are mothers, but they're allowing uh, everybody to be who they are while playing yes and they invoked the spirit of the moon that was fierce <laughs> i don't remember that but i love that the little crossfade <laughs> of like the moon into their like little circle they're mm. like mm. it was fierce it was a moment for sure <laughs> um yeah the editors just like to have fun sometimes and i i don't begrudge them that you know speaking of mothering um I, I feel like we need to talk about <laughs> I feel like we do need to kind of talk about Carolyn's ultimate decision to play the idol for Carson because I've seen a bit of discourse with people being like it was a waste because they voted with them in the end and I I think we'll probably all be on a similar page of like they had like Tika had really no way of knowing that uh Lauren and Jamie would for sure vote with them because on paper it seemed most logical for them not to and I think that they have their clearly have their reasons and it's not I'm not going to write off of their their decision until we know like why they did it but I've seen a bit of like well Carolyn wasted her idol because Carson got didn't get the majority of the votes and it's like I you know we don't have you know all the knowledge in the world and I think with the knowledge she had and the vote she made she took a big risk um but she by playing the idol on carson regardless she mitigated that risk because it didn't matter what lauren and jamie did exactly it's like it was literally one vote away from either carson just straight up going or one vote away from a three-way tie which again still has the risk holds the risk of carson getting going out on the revo it's like i think as at this like at this point, I don't think there's an incorrect way to play the idol unless it's for someone who literally was not in, on like at all going to get votes whatsoever. I think, like you said, Carolyn played the idol in a very smart way. It didn't save Carson in quotes, but it's like she had no like it was about as close to a correct idol play as you can get with an idol that like was played incorrectly, if that makes sense. I, I mean, I agree that it was the most logical thing to do because you would assume that Soka and Ratu would start working together because Tika would start have everybody keeps saying now that they're at six that Tika has the majority but they're only 50% of the votes but maybe they have like an extra vote who knows um <laughs> but like anyway I like I think it made sense for her to play it I do think like now afterward like it shows them that they don't necessarily trust ratu and what they were saying which is like not a great look but i think the worst thing that she definitely did was write down lauren's name cross it out and then write danny's name like <laughs> that, just can. that is not how we play unfortunately Aubrey, <laughs> <she> <laughs> it's basically you're basically voting for two people 
but one of them is definitely going to stay there. It, like it, the person who you voted for is now just mad at you for no reason. Messy. Yeah. yeah I, like I'm, I will say I'm a part of the group, but I do think this is a waste uh, because, you know, obviously strategically, like if you save it till five, I mean, I don't think she really needs it, but why not? You know, but uh, I mean, here there, there are some pros to it because I think that, uh, as we've been saying, I don't think a lot of this jury does really respect Carolyn's game outside of maybe just like thinking that she's a nice person. Um, this at least kind of wakes people up to the point that like, oh, shoot, Carolyn is playing the game, you know, and she's not just like a nice person, but, uh, you know, she's trying to make moves here. And uh, at least outside of this final six, like outside of Carson and Yam Yam, or Jam Jam, um, I think she officially is like opening herself up to be that next person to like, oh, maybe we should consider giving her the vote because she has tried to do some stuff. She has a social game. Hey, she found an idol and like, you know, slid one past all of us, you know, it, you know, we're, we're kind of reaching at the bottom of the barrel, but it's something here, you know? And I think that it'll at least make people not think of Carolyn, like just like a floater, but like, all right, maybe she is a player trying to do stuff. We're just not seeing all the stuff that she's doing. Is it a waste? Yes. But there, there are a few pros to this. So um, there's not a wrong place you can go. Like, even if she saved it till next round, it's like, all right, like you saved it, but you didn't do anything with it. And I've been also been criticizing a lot of players for just holding on to these idols and then just letting them expire, you know? So I can't get pissed at it, you know? Like, I yeah. think it's all right. We've seen that. I like. I feel like we have a lot of examples of that happening. I feel like, especially like in the '30s, I feel like that was happening a lot. Like people just hoarding idols for no reason. Yeah. Um, and not doing the Marianne of like actually like explaining why you didn't use it in a way that is like a plus for your game and not a minus. Um, and I mean, like you said, Isaiah, last season proved people are very willing to scrape the bottom of the, of the barrel to justify voting yeah. for you. So if Carolyn can like ride that wave, then more power to her and i think like you said even if it was like an incorrect idol play at least it's like the perception is yes carolyn has been doing something other than just being a nice person like you said it's, it's a resume builder and a talking point you know it's something mm -hmm. versus just saying oh you know i was friends with this person and that person people are gonna be like all right but what did you do strategically in this era of like everyone wants to have the perfect balance of uh the comps the strategy and the social game so you can be like look you know like i had this and i try to make a move it didn't work and you know game awareness everyone's so high on it in the 40s so like there you go <laughs> there's something else yeah, yeah. i mean Derek brought up Marianne, I think, and I was going to as well. This, I mean, we could just talk about Marianne every week, but uh, I feel like, Mar like, I feel like even in the preseason, Marianne and Carolyn got a lot of comparison. Even Carolyn herself was comparing her to Marianne, um, and I like, the, but in Marianne, played a very similar kind of game up to this point. Like she was part of the Taku four, yes. uh, and they sort of ran things a bit. Like Omer was masterminding and like they had this like cross tribal alliance of all these people like coming together but it was the talk before pretty much but and marianne was looked at as a sort of like cartoon character who's like a wacky girl um but when she stuck her head her neck out uh in the game strategically and took out omer uh like that it's and it's at a very similar point in the game that uh, that was a final six i think and but she had this extra vote and she like commanded this entire vote to get out the guy who was like in control of everything and then she followed that up with 
getting Mike to play her idol, or his idol for her at Final Five, and then getting Romeo to bring her to the end at Final Four. And so, like, she had this, like, sweep towards the end of the game where she was, like, completely in control of everything that was happening. And she was then able to, at the end, be like, and I didn't even need Mike. Like, I had an idol myself. I feel like this move is like could be looked at as an attempt to do something similar but i think that because it wasn't necessary it like it becomes this thing where you're kind of like well you could have saved it and i mean if it goes poorly for them here at six you're like well carolyn if you had that idol you could have done something with it in a way that actually mattered and then it just i mean it really mattered it for her like how the rest of the game plays out oh my god that's like the level <laughs> one uh survivor analysis it's like it really matters how the rest of the game goes um but like i feel like what she follows it up with will really count because it's sort of like yeah she did i mean obviously this is like an after the fact point of view but it's like it was sort of a waste we understand why because she couldn't trust the girls to do something like this but then like i said before like that cuts off their trust with her especially because she voted for Lauren and then crossed it out. Like there's so many issues uh, with what happened that ultimately it is not the major slay one would hope. <laughs> yeah, in this current era where we have this very rigid, we've talked about the rigid meta of like winning games and the kind of kinds of risks you need to take. I just don't think, unfortunately this is gonna play as well to like, if this jury is sticking to that kind of meta we've been seeing because it's like, well, the bigger move would have been to save it for yourself and like you know do do something really flashy with the next round and like have it like be a successful idol play which whereas i think we're all able to recognize there are level there are layers of risk in the game and she was just eliminating some additional layers of risk and it wasn't perfect but it was a valid play that's just not going to play as well to like well you could have taken a bigger risk and saved it for yourself um right. or like you know which is unfortunate because it's just I think there's a way she could make a great case for this if she made it to the end, but I just don't know if that's going to play well. Um, especially yeah. if, like, so Heidi, she, I'll give credit to Heidi, she took a big risk by saving that idol, like, not panic playing it. I totally thought she was going to panic play it um, on herself, and that would have been valid because she got votes, but she, her holding onto it, she, if they, like, she could very easily make a case of, like, well, I may took the bigger risk. I saved it for myself when I really did need it if, if she does successfully play it. I don't know if I like how that's going to play out. Um, but just kind of looking how they both handled their idols here, I think there's a case where Carolyn's use could be seen as weaker, unfortunately. Um, even yeah. though I think we all can recognize it's valid, it's not perfect, but it was a valid use of it. Right. I think, and especially with Danny there, like we said, is like, I could um I, I hate I really hate going mentally back to the 43 final tribal, but it's like you we've saw people uh look at two very similar games and like wholeheartedly discredit one and like bump up the other to support their vote. Like that's just a thing that happens. That's not that's not me throwing shade at the jury. That's just what they did because they wanted to vote for someone. And so that can happen here too, uh unfortunately. I eternal sunshine the forty three final travel council out of my head. So could you just remind me what? Uh, I mean, there was there? just a lot of. I mean, <laughs> I don't remember who won. I mean, it's just, bleep this out. I'm gonna I, I, I I should be able to like think of, think of a specific, but there were moments where, uh, especially men on the jury, were looking at Cassidy's game and actively like interjecting to be like, um, actually that didn't matter because we were actually running the vote and we were gonna do that anyway. So you're dumb and you should not win. Um, was the vibe that I was getting <laughs> off of them. 
Um, which is fine. That's their prerogative as a jury. It's just like, that's something that you need to think about as a player is like, uh, I could do the most like efficient, like uh, incorrect way of using an idol, but that ultimately could really not matter if the, if the jury decides that that actually makes you look like a fool and not like someone who's trying to think through, um, like scenarios and trying to mitigate risk, like you said, Christine. And that's just that's just survivor as a game, period. Like that's just something you always have to think about. What's what's the perception of the, what I'm doing? Not what do I think is a good game. I mean, even with that, like the, there's a certain level of like ass kissing or like uh, pandering you have to do to a jury. And I don't know if Carolyn specifically is going to want to do that. She, she ain't going to do that. She came and pandered to Jeffrey. <laughs> and she should. That yes. rule. That was that was incredible. Even and yeah. also in this episode, she's like when Danny tells that she's he's like I think we're going to split the vote on Lauren and Jamie. And then Carson's. I mean, Carolyn says, "Is that the real plan or is that the fake plan?" Like that you're just telling. <laughs> She's so like meta. She's like I like in a way that like super fans like don't even ever really get to, which is like she's literally thinking about like the ways like I've seen people lie before. That's what you do on Survivor. You tell people fake plans, and she's just actually calling it out instead of like trying to play the oh yeah, I'm glad you're like kind of on like like she's not even trying to do that. She's just like trying to call it out in the moment, which is so funny to see people like how do we how do you react to that? I think that's my favorite thing to watch on Survivor is like how do people react to honesty more than the lies like because that can really throw people off when someone's like being really real with them it's like but wait we're supposed to be like there's supposed to be subterfuge like that's the whole point of the game and carolyn's like questioning that like is that or can we just right. like be real with each other she did something similar at tribal also she met, met a commentary where she jeff asked her something and she's like i don't know i'm trying to pay attention to what people say at tribal like <laughs> all in like verbal quotation marks just making fun of the idea that like she should be listening to what people are even saying <laughs> um in this and, like three hour like nonsense conversation they're having yeah um but yeah she's very she she's just she she knows she's I don't know like we've had we're, we've had like super fans and we've had people who are like clearly fans of the show go on the show but it feels like for up until this point and i know that i'm making a big sweeping statement blah 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 whatever but it feels like up until carolyn it's been people acting out the things they've seen on the show and like being in the moment of the show and carolyn is the first like postmodern survivor player <laughs> blah 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 uh where she's sort of like recognizing that she's on the show and knows the tropes of the show and in the moment being like i'm on the show <laughs> and i and i'm like i know that you could be lying to me right now and i'm just gonna say it right i mean the chessboard if we're if since we're going with a weird medieval slash chess theme this this season she's like a like people are like willing to like play chess but she's like kind of looking at the whole board from above from like mm. a different plane and like commenting on that which is a really fun and refreshing uh perspective for a player she's breaking the fourth wall that's mm -hmm. what she's doing yeah <laughs> um she's our howard the duck right he was that was the thing <laughs> that character does right <laughs> i think so uh, yeah. she's a she-hulk right, yes yeah, she-hulk that's a better <laughs> a much better <laughs> Which I haven't watched the the Marvel show. Is that something they do on the show? Uh, no spoilers. I ain't gonna spoil. Oh, okay. Do that oh, here. That's <laughs> She's Fleabag. She's uh, um, House of Cards. She's, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, All of the above. 
Yes. And like Carolyn is great. I think we can continue the conversation into her like segment where she has the shell and like she's like talking. I think it's it's Jamie or Lauren and they're like going back and forth about who should get the shell. And Carolyn talks about how she's gonna put it in her hair somehow. And then we got to confessional and she's like, Jam Jam found this for me, and she has this gigantic like crab lobster claw that she has on her finger, like a witch finger. And then she's like I'm going in the ocean to be one with the lobster. <laughs> it's like so perfect. Like I, I just love getting little scenes like that. Reminders that this is not just um, chess with people. It's like a show with people having fun and betraying each other and just trying to live on an island for 26 days. You know, in a, in a week of uh, reality TV with the Little Mermaid coming out, you know, <laughs> over at Big Brother Canada, wow. we got an entire challenge centered around the Little Mermaid, and then Survivor, we got this whole Carolyn's a mermaid. <laughs> Energy. Everyone's really leading into this whole mermaid thing. <laughs> with new that. lyrics by Lin Manuel Miranda, I think that <laughs> he could record a new Winners at War song. Um, it would oh, be no. beautiful. <laughs> really, really excellent stuff. I, whenever I remember that was a thing, it's just like, oh, Jesus. I talk about this show every week. <laughs> like, oh. I do think that it would be fun if, I mean, I think that the ancient voices have, um, what's it called like a oh, not like overstayed their welcome uh in the in 2023 uh maybe we could get you know Sia and Lynn in the studio to record some new uh sounds for them to play I mean now that we're gonna have 90 minutes maybe <laughs> now we have time for a little intro I, that's that. so true I'm just saying that it's never been more uh, uh, like they've never been more back, you know, like, let's do it. Let's bring the intro back. This next season better be one of the most entertaining seasons ever. Or, oh, my God, like, uh, there's no I'm saving so scared. Them. <laughs> if they can't oh make God. 90 minutes work, there's no helping Survivor. If we get a Survivor, and no shade to this group, because this is Survivor, what? This is 40, 45. Three, four, 40 if we minutes. get... Yeah. 43 levels of entertainment for next season with 90 minute episodes. I might just have to cry. Like, it's going to be so bad. Like, ugh. Like, I just need a crack cast, like, 42 or something. I'll even take a 41. Like, like give me something. Give me something. This, this I mean, cast is fine, but they're a little too kumbaya-ish outside of, like, uh, Carolyn. I'm just like, ugh. Like, give me some drama. Give me yeah. some entertainment. Uh, I don't need to be the prime entertainment. Someone falling off of a rock uh, to be like the hype of the season. Like, come on, man, give me something. Especially with only twenty six days, like they're not increasing yeah. the days. Like, so, so I'm watching Survivor Quebec currently, and they do so many episodes a week, but it's forty four days, so they have some mm. limbs, they have some extra challenges, they have some extra like stuff going on, like a lot of social stuff because they have a lot of downtime. But if they're going to keep up the pace of the game like this, I'm just scared what they're going to fill the time with. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on <laughs> 90 minutes. Like, well, first of all, the obvious comparison, this season, this past season of Drag Race started with 90 minute or started with 60 minute episodes. And then at like the end game, they had like five 90 minute episodes or whatever. And there were a lot of girls at the beginning and so the first two episodes were like tough because there were like so many of them and they didn't know what to do but 
after that, like 60 minute episodes were literally perfect. They were so fun, so quick, and like they didn't waste any time and they just like got through it and it was great. And then 90 minutes, there was so much bloat because like they were just spending so much time on the stupidest stuff that I didn't care about. And I do feel like with 26 days and there being so few rest days, I am very worried about what 90 minutes will look like um, in modern Survivor where we are already not, I mean, we're they, they're just not as focused on like the character dynamics right now. And I feel like we're just going to go to the island every single episode and that'll be 30 minutes uh, of the show. That is also my fear because they're going into 45 and 46 knowing they're going to have 90 minute episodes, I think. So it's like, it's not even like a drag race situation where I, it's like very clear that they didn't know they were going to have a shortened episode time when they went into like filming it. Um, and hence like the first few episodes feeling very rushed because there were like 20 million queens to get through. Um, but it's like, th- th- we don't even have that leeway for Survivor where like, ooh, maybe the fact that they didn't know they were going to have 90 minutes means they are for- going to be forced to like show us more camp life and social dynamics. It's like, that's not the case. They're going to throw in a fucking like maze that they have to run through <laughs> or something. <laughs> Oof. We'll see. This is going to be the true uh, testing grounds to see if Survivor is worth saving. (laughs) I am excited that they seem... Well, I guess I'm actually not even... What I was about to say isn't true. Um, (laughs) So it doesn't actually matter. Because I was going to say, I'm excited that they were so uh, confident in their newbie cast that this is the first time since they started doing All-Star seasons that there are no returnees. But I remember that Bruce was on this season and will be on the next season. So... Never mind. The streak is over. Yeah, the the, uh, the Vanessa Vanji Mateo of Survivor <laughs> is back. Did, did you see the thing that Survivor Fact Checker put out uh, about like confessional time in this season? Oh no, um, Bruce has oh, on this season three seconds of confessional time. <laughs> yes, Bruce. <laughs> it, me, it just makes me laugh. It just makes sense because like obviously he wasn't there long enough to like do very many confessionals and was too um, concussed to talk probably <laughs> right uh but it, it's I'm, I'm excited that we'll get to I, it does feel like this will be bruce 1.0 even though he was there he legally speaking he was on the ground for survivor 44 it feels like he will come into his own um on survivor 45 yes you think he's going to be on survivor 45 it is confirmed i think that he yeah i think we know that for a fact yeah uh, yeah Come on, Bruce. Like we that. got this. Uh, and honestly, mm-hmm. oh, that's only good for him because the 44, I think the 45 rivers would be aware of his situation. So yeah, hopefully they're yeah, like, they're they let him I survive. I was going to vote him out first. I would right. like. That would be not so Not Francesca. Awful. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be that really. No, survivor okay. players are not that evil anymore. <laughs> for better or <laughs> But for what worse. if he, what if he Francesca'd himself in a way where he <gasps> got concussed no. in the first episode? <laughs> No, I don't they would have to just keep bringing him back. That would make me really sad, actually. I hope Bruce me gets too. to stick around for like a good chunk of the game, maybe even make it to the end. I think he seems like a, such a sweetie pie. Um, go off, Bruce. Period. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, how are we feeling? Do we want to do plugs and then edic, or are we do we have anything else we want to say about the episode proper before we move on? I think I've said uh, I like my piece. 
I like the challenge. The challenge. I've always enjoyed that challenge. By the way, that's like a gag that Danny did not win. That I, when I saw the challenge, I was like, "Fuck my life, Mr. Breath, breathing with Danny." Yeah, that's true. I that's really was scared. Um, so it just made JJ winning all the more satisfying. Um, and the whole him not hearing, and they have to go get him. It was just such a great challenge, especially when Danny got out damn i mean that could have been really fierce if danny had made it to the end we could have had a um rafting persona queen moment <laughs> of someone be like you're the breathing persona king why didn't you pull through with the breathe the fucking breathing challenge like that would have been really fun by oh, a city boy who's never <laughs> <laughs> swam let alone been in the woods or the jungle oh, all day in his life um and I loved Jam Jam's like dance over to Jeff while he, you yes. know, was like getting the necklace. And you know, I, you all know, I'm a strong proponent of getting rid of all challenges. But these these moments are sweet, where they're like, "This is the happiest moment of my life. Like I wanted to do this my whole life, and now here I am winning immunity." And they're so excited. And it seems like everybody's I, they're all like playing a game and want Jam Jam out, and they were all targeting him beforehand. But like they're all also happy for him on a different level, where they're like, "That's my friend." <laughs> yeah it's so cute yeah that whole moment with james Dan was really adorable love him um so shall we plug yes yes um isaiah do you want to tell the people where they can find you on the internet before people potentially dip out for edgic talk Sure, you can find me on all social media platforms at 8BallBangers. Um, you can see me podcasting over on my network, Silent Podcast. Uh, we're talking about like Big Brother, Survivor, International TV, anime sometimes, all that fun stuff. So you can check that out. We actually just got, for the first time, uh, Backyard Interviews one set for Big Brother Canada, which was crazy. So make sure you go look that up. And um, you should also frequently see me on a, a plethora of podcasts over at Rob Has a Podcast. And yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. Um, well, you can follow me at Reindeer on Twitter. You can follow uh, Christina and I's podcast, Shadow Play Gaze, at Shadow Play Gaze on Twitter. Um, I, Claire Rafson approved apparently <laughs> I, I'm sure she's never even listened to it well I mean I don't want to assume that but it's like maybe she is really into revolutionary girl each nut and you should be too just go go watch that show still free on YouTube subbed and dubbed and then go listen to Christine and I and some of our good Judy's talk through the whole show in excruciating detail um, it's great We've discussed with her a bit about doing, um, you know, a podcast about the Hunger Games movie that's going to come out. Yes. Maybe she'll come on for the musical Utena episodes as well. <laughs> yeah. It would Maybe. be so funny to make her just come on for those. Like, she hasn't watched the show or just, like, watch these musicals and, like, to give us your input. Give us no, your I thoughts, can, Claire. We should just DM her from the Shadow Play Gaze account, just, like, hi. And she'll see, like, what she says. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at my, I was able to change my at because, uh, Elon Musk got rid of a bunch of old accounts. Um, oh. It's now my at is the same on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not happy he did that, but I'm happy I benefited from it. It's at the X Teen Files on both Instagram and Twitter. I almost said the wrong one. Um, and you can read my writing with uh, the incredible Geo Worthy. She is worthy. Um, I'm Inside Survivor. Every week we write up our little wrap-ups of uh, the previous episode, the, the top moments and everything. Again, like Derek said, shout out to Gaze. Um, I'm currently in Utina Adjacent News, currently playing through the uh, visual novel game with Audrey Z. Whitesides. If you look on the Shadow Play Gaze Twitter, we've retweeted those as they come across. The 
the next part is out. You will find out if we were able to beat the game or if we lost. Um, <laughs> so you'll have to see. Um, and then uh, I have Stanuatu. I did Stanuatu last summer. The episodes are still all up there. And there might be something in that vein coming this summer. Who knows? So watch that space. Uh, that's everything for me. Majoring Slay. Uh, as always, if you are in the New York, Brooklyn area, we do Survivor Watch parties at Crystal Lake with Gabe Bergato, who was our guest last week. Uh, it's so fun. There's so many people there uh, all cheering and yelling and screaming about Survivor. Uh, we have some fun stuff. Like this week, I did a lip sync to Sue Hawk Snakes and Rats, video of which is on our Bitter accounts, uh, which was super fun. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and this week at Crystal Lake, after the Survivor episodes air, or Survivor episode airs, we will be watching the Vanderpump Rules finale. Um, <laughs> if you are not watching Vanderpump Rules, yeah, I, 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 right, like I literally, <laughs> it is so gripping this season. I cannot say enough. I have, I barely, see, I've seen like about half the show at this point. I watched the first four seasons in the first like six seconds of the pandemic and then stopped. Um, and then after this, whole, all the news happened got back into it because my boyfriend was catching up and he was, I, I, you know, season 10 of Vanderpump Rules stands alone. You can genuinely just start watching it there. Uh, it is just incredible television uh, in the wake of everything that we know is about to happen. And that finale that will air on Wednesday right after Survivor is the episode where this all starts to really go down. So uh, would highly recommend coming for Survivor and then staying for Vanderpump Rules. Regardless, uh, you can also follow my other podcast, Buffy Boyfriends, every two weeks, dropping two episodes of recap uh, about Buffy and so fun with my boy with the aforementioned boyfriend himself <laughs> who has never seen Buffy. I love Buffy, etc. That's sort of the setup of the show. Um, what was I gonna <laughs> say? Uh, do you want to hang out? Newsletter coming out when there are things going on. I've had the busiest little month, so I haven't put it out, yes. but oh well. I have we told anyone to follow? Uh, did we say to follow us at Bitterger's Pod on Twitter and Instagram? Who knows? <laughs> but we did that. Uh, <laughs> before we do, Edric, I, we are really bad at asking our guests this oh, yeah. question that we say we're going to ask every guest. But Isaiah, do you have like a favorite juror, either from Big Brother or Survivor? Uh, like, is there someone who you love who's been on the jury? Uh, all my favorite people are usually like pre jurors. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say Reem Daly was great. I love Reem mm. on Survivor. That's a great one. Really merging the pre-jury and the jury. Yes. Thank you, because they're the more entertaining. They're funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> me. Okay, uh, Edric. Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel like this was honestly a really good Carolyn episode. I feel like that was my big takeaway. I still think that it's Jam Jam above her, but I feel like this really, I feel like before I've been kind of, I mean, and this theme is still there of people underestimating Carolyn, and that was very apparent in the tribal council. But I think the fact that the show is like really wanting you to think, no, she's doing the right thing is very telling. Um, honestly, which is either making her winner equity, equity go up for me or her like, dragon to be slain equity going up you know i feel like that's a thing we have to think about now in survivor um is like okay who's like the winner actual winner and who's the person that the winner is taking out i feel the opposite and feel that this was a really horrible episode for carolyn <laughs> um 
I just feel like in the modern era of Survivor, uh, they really want people to be talking about how focused they are on the game mm. and like not losing sight of what's going on around them. Um, and I feel like this episode specifically was all about how Carolyn isn't thinking about the game all the time. And while that makes her a really good character, I think that they like showing the winner as someone who is calculated and not, doesn't need to like take breaks from the game. Um, even though that's super fun, I feel like the way they they directly compare that with Jam Jam at Tribal being like, I'm thinking about who's who the jury is going to vote for all the time. Uh, and I feel like throughout the season, we've gotten a lot stronger case for Jam Jam to win mm -hmm. uh, because of his like game acumen over Carolyn's. I, like, I wouldn't even call it a social game. Like, I feel like we constantly are getting people like making fun of her or like being weirded out by her. And I feel like this is sort of similar to what she did at the merge where she was like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, I don't know exactly like how to like engage with these new people. And I feel like all of that is like weakness in a survivor winner. For sure. Yeah, I think Jam Jam is just like far and away the favorite. Like that challenge reaction is just like, my God, <laughs> the music, it was a lot. Yeah, I would still say that Jam Jam is the front runner for me. And I think the reason we're having these like such different responses to I've I've saw on like the Edric subreddit and people on Twitter, such different responses to how Carolyn was edited this episode is because this, it really does feel like on maybe potential losing finalist edit, but in the way mm. that the editors still want us to like see that she has the right reads and is it's it's just like it's not a losing finalist edit where it's like this is how Carolyn loses the game necessarily to me. It's just kind of like this is how she's it's just like pointing to her like being making right decisions and right calls and having good reads, but that that her perception of other people, uh, the other people's perception of her is going to be her downfall, and not not in a way where it's like she objectively played uh, the lesser game of the other people. It's just we're constantly still, even though we do have these things like Sam, I totally agree. The, the journey edit is and like the I'm here to like also do these things and not just play the game. That's not good in Modern Survivor, but there's still this undercurrent where we're we're still supposed to see her as I think from the audience perspective in a stronger way than the players in the game are seeing her. Like we're seeing the players in the game are took like Jam Jam and Carson's side early on in the episode about like her, the way she responded to them. But we're just getting so much of her perspective that it's the audience is left with the impression that no, she's kind of justified in feeling this way in, in her own Carolyn way. And so I do think it is more leaning towards a losing finalist edit, but it's certainly an interesting one in that we're, we, even if the players in the game aren't taking her terribly seriously, we're still like really, uh, seeing her as a serious contender um, before anyone else is. So I think that's why it feels weird. It's 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 not like an obvious winner edit and it's not an obvious, obvious losing finalist edit. Although I do think it might be getting closer to losing finalist territory with this like journey of it all and the experience of it all and taking away, take, stepping away from the game of it all. Um, but it's certainly, I, I'm enjoying the way she's being, been edited because it's allowing for this, um, these very different readings of it. Uh, even, even though it is so clearly a two horse race, Mm -hmm. I, it's still allowing just like a bit of like discourse and in a way that like not all winner edric winner edit debates have been in like the mm -hmm. 30s especially 
uh, for me, I'm very anti-Edgic. Just want to let you know that. Oh. Um, I hate Edgic, but if I, you know, I do. There, there is a sense of it. And um, if I had to go on a limb, so if it were like my brain, my brain is telling me Carolyn, but I feel like this is too safe. Um, like I've I've gone through the Jessies and the the Ricards and Mike Turners, uh, you know the Rick Devins, like the people who are like that narrator and they just always nine times out of ten get the like the rug swept under them like you know we have the marianne moments every now and then but um something's telling me carson is the person to watch out for now hmm. usually i look down on the younger players because i feel like no one respects them but um in terms of competitions i think he's the biggest comp threat left right now um in terms of you know positioning now that people are looking at carolyn a little bit uh jam jam has always kind of been a threat you know i feel like carson has the most ties outside of this three um and has like a lifeline if something were to go wrong you know i think a lot of people are seeing his threat but also are kind of underestimating him because of his age you know and um specifically with people like franny on the jury and if carolyn does get voted out like carolyn I think he's going to have the right voices in there to kind of like really advocate for him, the loud voices to advocate for him. Um, and I think that since he is a super fan, he's going to have know what he needs to say uh, to kind of make that jury feel right. He's, he's not a cocky person. I think he's humble when he needs to. I think he will uh, really like back down and give people credit when he needs to. And just something's telling me that Carson's getting like a, a, just like that right amount of like, hey, I'm playing a good game. I'm not running away with it, but I'm still a threat. And if I get there, I have a good shot of winning this. We've, we are seeing people going around saying like Lauren uh, and Jamie this episode. Oh, like if he gets to the end, he's going to win. You know, like mm-hmm. like there's just those small things. I'm like, ah, I could see Carson maybe pulling this out and being finally like the youngest person to finally like pull that win out, you know, and uh I don't know. I feel I feel a little good about him uh, for some reason. I, I do feel like it. And, and also, it's just kind of fitting that everyone's like, oh, this guy's going to be first boot after he starts selling merch. <laughs> He's selling the game. Uh, but no, I feel good about Carson. Yeah. I, d- I know what you're saying. I definitely think that the other two have a higher chance or whatever. Ooh, it's kind of like the other two. They, they're they like the older <laughs> siblings to this younger boy. Um, he is kind of chase beams. Um, but I do, I, I feel like this episode had something that we've seen recently with winners with Carson where it feel, I felt like Jamie and Lauren were talking through the options and they were like, well, Carson will win if we keep him in the game. And but so but and Danny's not a threat, but then they vote out Danny. And I feel like the similar thing happened to Erica and Marianne. Um, yeah. And so that's something I noticed. Uh, I feel like, I mean, everybody's talking about it. We're constantly getting shots of Carson with fire and fire reflected in his glasses and like chaos Carson, all this stuff, whatever. It does seem, and I feel like in this episode specifically, there was a lot of talk about like the Tika 3 to the end. Like we are all going to stay together. The Tika 3 will definitely get to the end together. And I feel like that speaks to that not happening. And to me, I'm agreeing with what it seems a lot of people are saying that Carson is going to be our fireman uh, in this in this season. Um, and then I feel like it'll be Heidi or Jamie in the final three. Um, and I hope it's Jamie because I would My God, I just please. love her. But it, I feel like it'll probably be Heidi uh, there at the end. Hmm. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. I, if I, yeah, I could see Heidi's game getting discredited as in a way that's very unfortunate, I think, for uh, women in her age bracket. Um, 
God, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, that'd be awesome if she actually got some credit. <laughs> Lots of um, moms left in the game. Yes, that's true. So it's like that could be good for her. Like maybe people won't just be like, "Oh, you were just everyone's mom, so we don't care about your game." It's like, oh no, like maybe she'll actually get, <laughs> get some credit. I hope so because it's never fun to watch that happen. Um, but yeah, Mike, I just hmm? Mike Bloom tweeted today that this is the most moms that have been left in the game <laughs> at the final six ever. Yeah. So go um, off. Critical mass. Very. <laughs> Um, mothers everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think Jam Jam is just like, like I said, just very clearly above there. Like, like you said, Sam, his stuff at Tribal. I think his challenge, like the reaction to the challenge, was really bumped up. Um, I don't know. I just, it's, it's there. I see it. He's also got the thing where everybody who's targeted him has gone out. Uh, yes. you know, and I know that's sort of Cassidy curse, like, but it's also like Erica, like every single person has been like erica's a threat erica's dangerous and then they erica votes them out um so i feel like that's sort of something they're doing a lot as well yeah but i and literally like heidi like going off about like oh i just don't want to vote jam jam off like that's really good for him too like except people being like everyone loves jam jam like okay I, thank you for telling me that everyone will probably vote for this man to win at the end <laughs> Yeah, and the jury seems really excited when they see him walk in with immunity yeah. as well. Uh, seems like there's a lot of love for Jam Jam, and but it's not in the same way where, like, I feel like there was this, a similar conversation around Ricard in the lead of the finale, where people were like, "Everybody likes him, everybody recognizes he's a threat," and, but like on the show, they were constantly like, "If he gets to the end, he is going to win," um, and so like he didn't because that would like take out the suspense of final tribal uh and so it i to me it feels like since they're saying that kind of stuff about carson it feels like it'll be similar where they can't have him get to the end because according to the narrative of the show he'll automatically win um oh i it's not that this is like edic necessarily but it sort of speaks to jam jam's game thinking yes but it's just kind of a funny thing like when carolyn is like so what's your ideal final three and jump jump says me me and me like <laughs> can i be there three times um and i feel like that it's he's thinking it's a joke it's i mean it's exemplary of jam jam's character it's like it he's speaking as a joke but it's also reflective of his game sense and being like the way i can guarantee me winning is by me being the only one there Mm -hmm. yes it's it's just like even yeah like you said even james james joke stuff is like the edits like no this is like real <laughs> um yeah just jam jam to the end we live i oh my god i literally just had the like a, a vision of the future connection whatever because <laughs> there's, there's also a moment in this episode where Carolyn and Jam Jam are talking and then Carson comes over and Carolyn is like, we're talking about final three. And then Carson says, oh my God, I can't wait. And then Carolyn says, you're not there. <laughs> As a joke. But she's been right that about everything in the season so oh, far. Raven Literally. Oh, gee. You're I'm, not there. <laughs> I'm shaking. I'm shaking. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> my god um yeah do we have any other educate yeah, i think that's the perfect observation to end it on like, yeah tell the future <laughs> she's calling her shot i love there. that tiny <laughs> game before we go uh it in this episode they talked about uh they were out in the in the in the in the very first scene, the other people are talking about who voted for Danny. And they're like, no, I signed it with this. I signed it with this. This oh. is how you know which vote was me. It's like, my E was like this. 
how would you how would you sign your vote uh if you Ooh. guys were on survivor oh that's mm, that's tough i feel like hmm, i would want to i like when people draw things i think i would want to draw like a little cutesy like a little cat or a rat something like adorable very signature like a little a little insignia you know just to let you know and mm -hmm. also to make you smile because like who doesn't love seeing like a cute little cartoon um if i'm like throwing my votes and being petty or something like i, <laughs> I like to put like exclamation marks on it at the end of the name so people <laughs> like who's targeting me with exclamation marks but, <laughs> but if i feel sad or happy or something like i like specifically sad i'll put a, sma a sad face or something but uh, the exclamation I'm points is like that's kind of crazy <laughs> so you'd see someone like oh my god I'm surprised no one's ever done that before. <laughs> underline, underline. Yeah, damn. That would be amazing. Please, I would need that to happen. I would always write Jeff's name first, then cross it out, and then put <laughs> oh, the person's name. Jenny. This reminds me, though, in, in an org I played. <laughs> they're in the same one, same one Caroline and I played in, but it was on the other tribe, so I didn't find this out until after. Um, there was this like teenage boy named Noah who like was like trying to be a super mastermind, and he like has it was like a unanimous vote, so there were no stakes in this. So he voted and then was trying to pin his vote on someone else. So he like that guy had posted a picture of his cat. So she he photoshopped like a tiny, tiny picture of that guy's cat into like the O of the name and no one noticed it. He was what like, the hell? He's like, this will get the target on him. But like literally not a single person in the game noticed it. What the hell? And it was, and it was a unanimous vote. It was like- Your unemployed friend at 3 p.m. Yes, he was oh literally like 17 years old, like trying to be a mastermind. Um, <laughs> so the cat, Derek, your cat thing reminds me of that. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna like do a really uh, like a very intense illustration of someone's cat on the island to <laughs> convince people. Is that his cat? Like that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Lovingly drawn on his boat, I think so. <laughs> For me, uh, as many know, I'm a gigantic Animorphs fan. So mm. I think for me, every time I voted, I would draw a little character at the bottom right corner mm. of the page. And so if you stacked all the votes I cast, it would be like a flip book of a person turning into an animal. Oh, that's fierce. You could do like a, um, oh, what did that make me think of? Um, Captain oh Underpants. God. Yes, that would be perfect. Like you have to flip the thingy. Um, I would love that. You need a little under, or, or you could do a, uh, that's what I was thinking of. You could do the Alaska, uh, yes. Alaska talks, whatever thingy, you know. I something do know, new. and I but I believe that like Coach did, or maybe Tyson or someone was doing something similar with their votes on Heroes versus Villains. I can't remember exactly, but I think they were. I think Coach was like spelling out Dragon or Dragon Slayer <laughs> on his votes, like across the various times he voted. I feel I might be making that up, but I think it's true. Nice. The first person to vote people off based on if they can spell something with their name out. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, all done. So, I'm done. Thank you, Isaiah, so much for joining us. So fun. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, I looked it up. You. I'm sorry. I looked it up. He's writing. <laughs> he, Coach wrote the numbers of his the like letters of Dragon Slayer on his votes. He wrote oh. like the first one was four, and then it was eighteen, and then it was one. Like he's spelling out Dragon Slayer in his 
the corner of the votes he's casting on heroes versus villains i think oh. when you first said the numbers i thought you meant the numbers from like lost <laughs> <laughs> well it is four than 18. <laughs> Close. Um, but yes, thank you, Isaiah, so much for joining us. And thank you all for being amazing and Survivor Slay. Woo. Let's go. Almost to the end. <laughs> uh, bye. Bye.